Hey guys, so welcome back to Stripped Astrology with Sarah. I know it's been forever since I've published a new episode, like almost three weeks, and I really miss you guys, and I miss being on the podcast. And this episode is just to kind of give you guys an update of like why I've been gone for so long and what you can expect for the month of July. And we will be going over like some major astrology events this month, just kind of quickly. And then tomorrow, of course, I'll be doing the Stripping Astrology of the week episode. I know I missed the last uh, two and I'm really, really sorry about that. Um, I've been having like issues with my laptop and it just kind of like died on me. So yeah, I've been like really behind and I was traveling. So yeah, everything's kind of been all over the place, but I will get back on track starting today. So let me tell you guys what we have in store this month. So we will be closing up season one, which was on the sun sign of Scorpio. I have one last episode that I will publish before I finish that season. And it will be called uh, When Your Scorpio Man Goes Cold. And that episode will be like a guidebook on all the ways Scorpio men go cold when they start to withdraw and act distant. Like what are the signs and what are the best ways to handle these situations, you know, so you don't make the wrong move and like ruin your chances with him for good because that could happen from just the tiniest thing. So I will also go over the tests that they usually run on their partners and how they act when they're angry or jealous and the best ways to handle it. Also, you know, what are the signs to know, like if he's no longer interested in you and if the relationship can be saved or not. So that will be fun. And I will be posting that by tomorrow. Then I want to go over briefly, you know, since I missed the last couple stripping the astrology of the week episodes. So I want to give you guys like a brief overview of what we have in store this month, astrology wise, and what are the most important aspects we have going on, because we do have quite a few this month. So first thing that will be happening will be that Mars will be moving into the sign of Virgo on July 10th. So that will be tomorrow on Monday. So the planet Mars, you know, it rules like our animal instincts, like it rules our aggression, our anger, our survival instincts, but it also rules like our sexual desires and passion for things in life. So, you know, Mars pretty much is like the planet of action rather than reaction. So Mars was in the sign of Leo, which has been in since May 20th. And that kind of gave us like a bold and passionate energy that really focused on our desires and really bringing them forth into action, you know, like without thinking too much about it. You know, most of us found that we were more proactive during those six weeks. But starting Monday, you know, when Mars moves into the sign of Virgo, it will kind of shift that energy into like a more productive and meaningful way. So you can expect life to get busier as the universe will kind of push each of us to like execute our plans and maintain active lifestyles and just support one another. So Mars and Virgo is going to bring up themes around like decisions and habits, and it's going to kind of pinpoint how these choices contribute to our overall lifestyle. So, you know, pretty much just like any Virgo, you know, Mars and Virgo wants us to be precise. It wants us to be efficient, efficient, you know, it wants like us to plan and organize all of those things will be like a major asset during that time and of course you know each sign will have like a different path to walk during that time so it will all depend on which house virgo lands in your chart and speaking of that 
I've actually decided that each time a planet is going to like shift into a new sign, I will be posting what each sign can expect from that on my Instagram and Facebook pages. So that way you guys can like quickly look up like what to expect from your Mars and Virgo, for instance. So I will be posting what to expect from Mars being in Virgo on Instagram and Facebook on Monday. So look out for those. You know, I think it's much easier and better than like posting like an audio episode on it on the podcast. That way, you know, you won't have to like fast forward to your sign. You can just like quickly look it up and just read it. You know, I'm also in the process of making a website for Stripped Astrology. And on the website, once it's active, like you will be able to find all these things. And I will also, you know, post articles that relate to my episodes on the website, like such as, you know, Scorpio going cold episode would have its own article on the website. That way, you know, if someone prefers to read rather than listen, or just wants it for reference, that way it will be available in that format also. Like it won't be identical to the audio, of course, like it won't be just like a transcript, but it will be like a quick guide to these sorts of things. So I just thought to let you guys know that, you know, since this episode is like an update of all that's to come this month. Okay, then we will be having a new moon in the sign of Cancer, and that will be on the 17th of this month. And that's actually a really significant new moon, and that's due to the fact that it's going to be happening the same day that the nodes, the north node and south node, will be changing signs. And it will be sitting in an opposition to the planet Pluto. So that will give it like a very deep-rooted energy, and we will talk more about that during the week of that new moon. So like I just mentioned, you know, the nodes change signs that same day. So up until July 17th, you know, they've been in the signs of Taurus and Scorpio for the last year and a half. And on July 17th, they will be entering the signs of Aries and Libra. So I talked a bit about the North Node and South Node in one of my Stripping the Astrology of the Week episodes. But for those of you maybe who missed that, I just want to give you guys a brief overview. Pretty much, you know, the nodes are like the place in the sky where eclipses always happen. So the North Node and South Node have a lot to do with our destiny and karma, just as eclipses also have a lot to do with our destiny, as they're always like a sign that nothing is really in our control. And like all we can do, you know, in eclipses is kind of like, you know, allow the chips to fall where they may. You know, eclipses in general always bring us into like our deepest shadow self. And it just like forces us to see the truth in things and make necessary changes in our lives. So like if you were to look at like your natal north node and south node sign in your birth chart, and you can look that up using the link that I provided in the episode description below, you know, your north node sign will tell you all about like where you're headed in life. And then your south node sign will tell you all about like where you've been and your like past life per se. So when you discover like what secrets lie in these node placements, you'll start to discover like what karma needs to be processed and what lessons still need to be learned in order for you to grow and become your the best version of yourself. You know, I will be publishing an episode on the north node sign soon probably by the end of the month. And that will really help you guys understand some things that are just deep rooted in you from the time you're born and how you can work on whatever issues you have to like grow as a person and not let anything hold you back. Like I'll give you guys a quick example. Like for instance, when I got into my North Node sign a few years back, I learned a lot from it. Like I learned things that were just really deep rooted in me, such as like, you know, I've always been the type of person that always puts my family first for myself and I always kind of tell myself well you know like once my family stuff is done 
then I can focus on myself. But that just has to do with my North Node sign. And this is something that's in me. And then when you read more about it, you start to realize, well, like by doing that, all I'm doing is putting myself in like a never ending cycle because, you know, family problems are never going to end. And then I actually get bad karma because of it. Like that doesn't mean that I shouldn't help my family. Of course, I should help them. But it means that I still need to focus on myself or else I'm not going to grow at all. It also went over how I have like codependency tendencies, how I like often, you know, used to like um, use emotional or uh, like, you know, extreme emotional reactions to kind of like manipulate certain things if I'm not happy in a relationship. So I stopped doing all of these things once I read more about my North Node sign and it was really eye opening. So I think that episode will help you guys a lot. So since eclipses, like I mentioned, you know, always happen in either the North Node or South Node, that is why the nodes changing signs is very important because that means that we are entering like a whole new learning journey and we are going to be affected much differently by these eclipses than we were the last ones. So for instance, you know, like for someone like me who is both a Libra rising and Libra sun, I also have my Mercury and Mars in Libra, but those aren't as significant when it comes to eclipses. So when we want to know how eclipses affect us, we focus on our big three in astrology, which is a rising sign, sun sign, and moon sign. So since my rising and sun are both in Libra, that means that the nodes moving into the sign of Libra will deeply affect me on a personal level. Like they will bring forth a big change into my life that is significant to my sense of self since the next series of eclipses, you know, will be happening in the signs of Libra as well as Aries. So for instance, you know, the last series of eclipses that we had, which were in the signs of Taurus and Scorpio, since I have no placements in either of those signs, I look to see which house these signs fall under for me to know how these eclipses will affect me. So like, for example, since Scorpio falls in my second house, that means that those Scorpio eclipses, you know, affected me a great deal financially since the second house in astrology, you know, it's all about money and like material possessions. So it had like something almost like a feel of like a rebirth, you know, when it came to my finances. And it all happened in like a cycle type format, you know, based on the eclipses, you know, every eclipse during that time in Scorpio would like bring forth a big change to my financial situation. So don't worry too much about this now, because the next time we have an eclipse, which won't be until October 14th, and it will be a solar eclipse taking place in the south node in the sign of Libra. So when that one starts to creep in, I will publish an episode about what each sign can expect from that. And little by little, trust me, things will start to make more sense. But let me give you guys some like important background, um, you know, information on eclipses in general. So you can kind of understand them better. So in astrology, you know, eclipses are seen like as a time when shocking truths are uncovered. You know, things like situations and or relationships can come crashing down during those times and therefore new beginnings start. So these lunar and solar events, you know, kind of help us like to realign us with our true path in life and get us back in touch with our destinies. Also, just like I mentioned, you know, when I was telling you how those Scorpio eclipses affected my financial life and I said it occurred in like a cycle, that brings me to my next point, which is that it's not a single eclipse that will affect you necessarily, but rather the whole season. And that is why it's significant that we are entering like a new season of eclipses because we are entering new node signs. You know, the last cycle 
ended and now we are entering into the Aries Libra cycle. So each eclipse season lasts between one and a half years to two years. So that way you can kind of reflect on those periods and like assess those changes and the growth you experienced. Also, another thing to note about eclipses is that solar eclipses always take place instead of a new moon, while lunar eclipses always take place instead of a full moon. So an eclipse is pretty much like a new or full moon, like on steroids. You know, they have the strength of like three new moons or full moons. So when eclipses take place, you know, it's generally a time when we are like unlocking the doors to our potential and it sets us free from any attachments, like whether that be people, places or things that inhibit our forward motion. So if someone has been holding you back generally, like they will be out of your life during an eclipse and it will take place in the weirdest and most sudden of ways. You know, sometimes, you know, someone is holding you back, but you love them so much. You just don't want to set yourself free of them. Well, that's when an eclipse can come right in and be like, watch out, you little pussy. You can't control your life. Well, all right, that's fine. Like, I'll control it for you. And then poof, you know, that person is just like gone like they never existed. Of course, you know, it's always a hard time and you need to process the pain of not having that person in your life anymore. But the energy that the eclipse releases helps you to process that pain in the best way to make you come out stronger and better. And I literally just had one of those experiences during the Scorpio eclipses. Like I finally moved on from my five year on and off relationship with my Scorpio ex, who was also one of my closest friends for the last 10 years of my life. So understandably so, you know, it was a really difficult time because it was difficult for me to let him go without that extra push of those Scorpio eclipses. And even though it was like a really heartbreaking time for me, you know, I feel like a big weight has been lifted from my shoulders. And I know that I'm better off without him in my life, you know, constantly holding me back. So as much as that eclipse sucked cat piss, like at the time, I am grateful for it now. So pretty much, you know, an eclipse will bring you to like a crossroads on your karmic path. It like speeds you up toward your ultimate destiny. And like I said, you know, it often happens when you least expect it or see it coming. So no matter what happens, it will be evident that the universe is like intent on pushing you to move forward. And if nothing happens to you necessarily, it may be like happening to family or friends around you. And this all, of course, depends on the planets in your chart and how these eclipses are personally affecting you and your loved ones. So during an eclipse period, you know, it's almost as though you're walking like across an old bridge that looks like so destroyed, it's like about to collapse. And then like, as you walk across this bridge, you know, you obviously will feel nervous. But once you make it to the other side, you'll like watch that bridge collapse behind you and see the pieces like fall far into the deep. And as the bridge falls to pieces, it's like you realize that you could have been on that bridge when it fell. But like, thank God, you know, you weren't. And more importantly, you will never again be able to walk back across to the other side. So this metaphor is a lot like an eclipse series. Like once you finish it, you will never be able to go back to the former situation again because the universe is pushing you to make progress, not to go back to the good old days. So that option is taken away forever. You know, the only way um, with an eclipse is to move forward, like whether you like it or not. So if you happen to find out later that you don't like where you ended up, you know, you always have the option to make changes ahead in the future 
future. But again, they must be future choices, not ones that just bring you back to the past. So the type of eclipse, you know, whether it's a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse, that plays a big role in what it's bringing into your life. So solar eclipses, you know, they usually create new beginnings and bring on like a beautiful new opportunity. So I don't really fear solar eclipses that much. They're just really a great time to like bring on any kind of new experience in your life, whether that be like a new job, a marriage, a baby, just kind of any kind of big change in your life that starts like a new chapter. And they are usually very exciting and often very positive. So to get a better idea of what's to come, you know, us astrologists, we always like need to see the kind of conversations that the sun or moon is having with the other planets around it to judge if the eclipse is completely friendly or not. So during every eclipse, I will always tell you guys which planets are close to the sun or moon, which are opposing them, which are squaring them. This will give us a better idea of what energy to expect during the eclipse. Also, like I said, your own birth chart will tell you in what areas of your life like a certain eclipse will affect you but i always recommend during eclipse cycles that you keep notes in a journal or anywhere you know about what patterns took place that way you can link them all together later on and like start to see the pattern and the path that the universe is pushing you towards then we have lunar eclipses on the other hand which are more emotional you know those ones i am not a big fan of but they definitely bring big growth you know, they bring on final endings of something. They usually make us aware of the passing of time. A full moon lunar eclipse is almost always an emotional time. You know, memories and dreams will come up very vividly. We will be very sentimental during those times. So I have much more info to give you guys on eclipses, but I just wanted to give you like the main highlights and save the deeper information for when we get closer to our next eclipse, which is still quite a bit away. So now let's get into what else is going to take place this month. So we just mentioned that new moon in Cancer on the 17th, and I told you guys the two reasons why it's so significant. Then we got on July 20th, Mars and Virgo making an opposition to Saturn and Pisces. Honestly, guys, that's not that amazing of an aspect. You know, that transit will likely have a significant impact on our lives, though, but it can really bring tension and conflict into various areas in our lives. You know, it's because Mars represents like our drives and passions and energy energies, while Saturn kind of represents our limitations, fears, and responsibilities. So it's like when these two planets are opposite, it can really like create a clash between our desires and our sense of duty. So it can lead to a lot of frustration, and we will get more deep into that when the time comes. Um, but don't worry. I mean, it's going to be, yeah, not that great of a time, but it will, you know, help us overall to heal in the end and become better people and to realize what our like true desires are and what limitations are kind of setting us back from those desires. So the next important thing that we got going on this month is Venus retrograde. Okay. I talked a lot about Venus retrograde. We are approaching it very soon. It's on the 22nd to be exact. And it will be there until September 3rd. And honestly, I'm a bit worried, guys, you know, just because I know how deeply these affect me, me being a Libra and my Venus being in Leo, which is the sign that this Venus retrograde is taking place in. So hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, all goes well for all of us and nothing bad happens. 
I hope we grow and learn from it in positive ways. And, you know, the best way to make the most of, you know, Venus retrograde is just to embrace it and not live in denial during that time. You know, if you feel the universe is like pushing you towards something, like listen to what it's trying to tell you rather than letting Venus do the work for you, because trust me, she will not be kind about it. Like, let's say, for instance, you know, you're in a relationship and there's an issue that you've been hard pressed to talk about, like for a while. If you ignore it during Venus retrograde, She's going to be like, all right, bitch, since you can't handle your shit and you choose to live in denial, like, let me handle this shit for you by just eliminating this person from your life altogether. And that's neither fun, nor is that what you ultimately wanted. So yeah, just be proactive during this time. Don't just sit back and not listen to whatever your intuition is telling you. Then we also got Chiron going retrograde on the 23rd. So that's the day after Venus goes retrograde. For those of you who aren't familiar with Chiron, it's not necessarily a planet because it's so small. It's more like an asteroid, but it's significant in astrology. You know, it's known in astrology as the wounded healer, and it functions as somewhat of a teacher of sorts as it really focuses on whatever part of ourselves feels wounded or unlovable. So that retrograde will go well with the overall theme of Venus being in retrograde also, as it will help us discover what parts of ourselves is like insecure and what we most fear about being loved and to face those fears. Then on July 28th, the last big thing of the month, we got Pluto and Capricorn squaring the nodes in Aries and Libra. And I am not going to get into that now. We will get into that when the time comes since it's a bit further away. All right, guys, that is it for this month. I know it's a lot of stuff, but we will go over them again as they come by. Also, I'll be starting season two next week, right after I post my Scorpio Man Goes Cold episode. Season two, we'll be focusing on a completely different sign. I'm not going in any particular order. So you'll just have to wait and see. It will be a surprise. But we will do the same thing we did for Scorpio. We will do an episode on the man and the episode on a woman of the sign and compatibility for each one separately. And we'll have a couple bonus episodes here and there. Also, one more thing I wanted to mention is I know I promised you guys on both the Scorpio man and Scorpio woman episodes, I would be having an interview with a Scorpio man and woman to get their point of view. And I swear to you guys, I literally had like five interviews scheduled for the Scorpio man episode with friends of mine that were Scorpio men. And each of them either ghosted after they could confirmed or they just flaked on me last minute and kept making excuses and the others I knew that I never had scheduled they just said no and just made some lame excuse uh, that they're busy these days and like maybe in a few months it's like motherfucker in a few months my ass like the world doesn't revolve around you and then for the woman I honestly don't have many girlfriends so it was difficult finding a Scorpio woman but the few I did find you know they all gave me some lousy excuse whether that be they don't like the way their voice sounds so they're not comfortable when by the way they literally send me like mini voice notes before so they never had a problem with their voice then just saying but you know they will like think about it and get back and then one said yeah and then she just goes to like the men so the reason I'm telling you this is so you know I don't break my promises so blame it on these scorpion fuckers but in a way you know I'm kind of glad because this just proves my point further which is that Scorpios are naturally very secretive and they somehow think by exposing anything personal about themselves they're like making themselves you know vulnerable 
Polar Week. And they think no one understands them, so they want to keep it that way. You know, Scorpios are one of the most like confident signs of the Zodiac. So this has nothing to do with stage fright or being too busy when I literally gave them a whole month to choose from uh, to devote only like 15 to 30 minutes of their time. So yeah, it's like, keep your stupid secrets, you know, because you've already been exposed. Like, I'm sorry to say, but you guys literally already been exposed with your pants down because that is what stripped astrology with Sarah, i.e. me, is all about. You know, I expose you all, including myself, like no other. So if you feel better by thinking that you kept your secrets, okay, no problem, because I've exposed things about you guys that you haven't even come to discover about yourselves yet. So anyways, guys, thank you so much. I really am grateful to every single one of you that take the time out of your day to listen to my show. And I really value everyone's feedback, both the good and the bad. And I really do take them all into consideration. And please feel free to send me a voice message using the link below to tell me any feedback you may have, whether that be that you hate my guts for what I just said, whether you're a Scorpio and you're like, fuck you, bitch, like you just dissed on us and we didn't do anything wrong to you. I have nothing against Scorpios, by the way. I fucking love you guys. I'm just fucking with you like in general. But whether that be that you can't stand me or you love me or you want a specific episode or you want like a sign to be covered or, you know, before we close Scorpio chapter, if there like are any lingering questions that you may have, you know, anything, anything at all, you can tell me. And I really do consider each one of your opinions and your input. Also, I'm so sorry I'm behind on my videos. I will catch up very soon. I love my YouTube audience and I really want to give you guys more videos so you have more content. So I will be doing that very soon. Soon, I promise. All right, guys, I will see you tomorrow when I release Scorpio Man Going Cold episode. And I will also see you tomorrow for stripping the astrology of the week. I won't miss that one. I promise. All right. I love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend or your week or whatever it may be for you. Much love. See you next time.